welcome to Cruisin' for a Reviewsin', the podcast where I get a friend to watch a Tom Cruise movie they've never seen before and then review it with me. I'm your host, Cara Westworth, and today I'm joined by my lovely friend, Heather. Hello. Hi. Thank you for coming, Heather. No worries. Well, we have chosen the film Oblivion to review this week. Mm -hmm. So we basically had a choice of a few movies because you haven't seen quite a few Tom Cruise movies. A lot of Tom Cruise movies. Right. So we got down to Oblivion and Valkyrie. Yes. And we decided that sci-fi was the way to go. Yeah, because that interests me more. Yeah. And also, I haven't done any sci-fi yet. Okay. Um, All right. So first things first, Heather. Hmm. What did you think of Oblivion? I liked some things about it and found other things very irritating. I loved how it looked. Yes. Like the design of the spaceships, the design of the weaponry, the the clothing, the costume design. I thought it all looked really cool. Actually, it reminded me of, it's been a long time since I've played Warhammer, but there was a race in Warhammer called the Tau, I think, and... Just the look of their weaponry and, and mecha. So like a future, futuristic? Yeah, kind of futuristic alien-y thing. Um, and they also had like a kind of more primitive race that they had fighting for them, mm-hmm. like ground soldiers, basically. And that also reminded me of the, what were they called? The, the, the scavengers in this. Scavs? Scavs. Yeah. Um, like the look of those as well. Like it just ah. reminded me of this Warhammer race. You um, wonder if uh, there was any influence. So uh, the movie is based off a unpublished graphic novel. It's actually was written by the director Joseph Kaczynski, who is directing the new Top Gun movie. Oh, he's got a bit of a Tom Cruise thing, huh? Yeah, yeah, he does. Yes. <laughs> not just me after all okay so oblivion is from 2013 and it is a post-apocalyptic type sci-fi movie basically in 2017 some mean old aliens came down blasted the shit out of our moon which obviously threw things into chaos it's set 60 years after that so earth is destroyed we engage in war with this alien race yeah we won but earth was destroyed yeah just in a really bad way like lots of radiation zones and and like the effect of the moon getting blown up caused like tidal waves and it was like earthquakes and then tsunamis yeah yeah so so earth is fucked yeah and there now is these two people who live in this weird futuristic apartment on a big stick yeah like (laughs) up in the sky yeah right up in the sky with a pool like my first thought is who is cleaning that pool Like, where are they getting chlorine? Is that really a necessary purchase? (laughs) (laughs) Well, does algae grow up there that high up? Yeah. And who wants to swim up in bloody clouds? Well, they did. Yeah. They did. (laughs) Wink, wink. (laughs) That is alluding to they have sex in a pool at one point. So they seem to be like a tech and a communications person. Yeah. Who they talk to Sally, who is based just above the Earth's atmosphere in this weird pyramid-shaped spaceship called Tet. Yeah. Their job is to look after all of the drones on Earth. Mm-hmm. I think they're basically hydro stations that are taking all the water yeah. from Earth. And then Tet will go to the moon on Saturn. Titan. Titan, yep. Yeah. And that's where humans live now. Yeah. I feel like there's probably somewhere closer for <laughs> maybe like a long way away doesn't it like wasn't mars supposed to be fairly yeah isn't mars gonna be like a, um, right, I, don't anyway, I don't understand space <laughs> so 
So they, yeah, look after these drones that go around. So the scavs, the the aliens who were defeated in war, there's still a few left on Earth and they're trying to fuck their shit up all the time. Yeah. Blowing up the one, like one, one point they blow up one of the hydro station things. Yeah. And they attack the drones. And they well. attack the drones yeah. as well a lot. So Tom Cruise is Jack and he goes and fixes the drones while his partner, whose name I've immediately forgotten, Julia, no, not Julia. Something. Fuck, I fucking spoiled that. Uh, <laughs> like <laughs> um, Riker. No. Vika? Vika. 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 Victoria. Vika. Yep. Yes. Okay. Vika. She's communication. So she talks with Sally, who yeah. is this very Southern woman, Southern American woman with a very nice drawl. Mm. She communicates with them. You see like a little video of her, but she's up on Tet apparently. Yeah. And she's basically telling what to do. They have like limited amount of time that they can communicate because I guess. It goes out of like. Um, out of range. Out of communication range because of the orbit of the earth, I think. I think I would. I like the, the, the turning of the earth means they go out of alignment and they can't see the Tet anymore. Yeah. Um, so they can't communicate with it. So they try and get as much done while they have communications. Otherwise, mm. uh, they can't really see what's going on. And um, Vika never leaves her weird sky home. Yeah. She's like the eye in the sky for Tom Cruise's character. So she's got like, she can see like a Google Maps down, Google Earth view <laughs> of Earth. Um, she can sort of see if anyone's sneaking up on him. She can see where all the drones are in their like zone. Um, and then, yeah, she relays information back to the Tet and they relay instructions back to her. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds about right. So fun things that we find out along the way, they've had their memories wiped mm. and it kind of, they kind of say it's because if their memories got into the wrong hands, it could, like, it could give away information to the enemy. Which doesn't make any sense. Like, <laughs> Shouldn't they just give them a cyanide pill if they get caught? Like, I don't know. Is it, the future is a different place, I suppose. Um, so they don't remember anything. However, Jack has lots of recurring memories about seeing a very beautiful... His dreams, his which dreams. seem like maybe they're they Maybe they're memories. memories. Yeah. yeah. And it's of a beautiful brunette woman and they are on the Empire State Building and it's all very dreamy and beautiful. And he obviously thinks about it a lot. And, yeah, we, we're left wondering, who is this woman? Which we find out kind of soonish. <laughs> so uh, basically, one day something crashes from the sky just after Jack has been very naughtily hanging out in his ground based home. So he's put together a little home. I called it his equilibrium room yeah. because, like, in equilibrium, there's the room of all the like contraband memories of the past, the records and the books and things. And that's kind of what he has as yeah. well like a little collection of mementos of Earth's past. Which, actually, when I was watching it this time, I mean, they're not allowed to have all these items that humans had yeah. in 2017 and before, which he has, but. The way they talk about it, like there's no, there's no way Earth humans can inhabit the Earth. But he has found this lush green oasis, and mm. he's like he drinks the water, and there's a fish that he talks to swimming in the water. Yeah. So I like I wonder why he wasn't questioning it before all this stuff sort of happens because I mean he if, was though he he was, but he was also I don't know. Well, why hadn't he told why Vika that he said in the intro something about like Vika doesn't ask the questions like I ask questions she doesn't want to know she just wants to do their job you know complete the mission yeah I guess so so he's just keeping these questions to himself because he he, she won't 
yeah. doesn't want to know and she can pass I guess she, she she just keeps shutting him down. Yeah, I I made a note of the fact that he kind of ignores her a lot. Yeah. <laughs> like he sort of pretends he can't hear her. Uh, he sort of turns off his little communication device. But even when she's talking to him, he just starts telling her stories and she keeps trying to get things back on track and he just kind of ignores her and keeps yeah. going. And I was like, that that's kind of rude, dude. <laughs> But also, we established pretty early on, what a boring life those poor people lead. Like, Yes. Like, they sort of set it up like, this is our idyllic life. Here's me getting up and making breakfast with this wonderful woman. And I run in, like, a hamster wheel. Yeah. She does yoga, of course, because she's a woman, so she has to do something. She's a white woman. She has to do something bendy. And they eat breakfast together, and he kisses her on the cheek, and he makes all these little comments about, ah, another day in paradise, and... He talks to his little bobble head inside his thing and I just was like, oh, shut up. You're so annoying. This is the most bland thing. Well, it's like, what else do you have to do? Like, I guess if you have no memories and it's you like, live in a weird stick in the sky, like, yeah. I guess you would become a kind of boring, predictable. I found it weird as well that, like, they're sort of getting up in the morning and getting ready for work, I guess. Mm. Um, but she gets quite dressed up. She's in a very nice sort of form-fitting outfit. Corporate. Yeah, corporate. She's got like this metal belt around her uh, waist. But she wears like stilettos to go upstairs to the communications room and like pins her hair back really neatly. I'm like, why Why is that necessary? Why does she have to wear heels yeah. in this space future where she's just going upstairs it is kind of and weird. I'm only thing I can assume, like, is she just trying to create a routine? I don't know. When now we're suddenly getting as boring as the characters. <laughs> I was just like, why does this woman still have to wear these uncomfortable shoes? Yeah, in I was, this why is she wearing her standard issue grey tra- track pants? Yeah, and like he's got her practical floppy slippers. Yeah. And yeah, <laughs> it's a sexist double standard. And don't like it. So, uh,. Basically, the crux of the story lies in a space thing. A thing from space crashes down. He goes to investigate. Uh, he's warned not to because the drones will check it out. And he he defies everyone and goes and has a little cops a little squiz anyway. And it's actually like a he identifies as a pre-war space vessel. Yeah. And he finds all these sleeping pods with. Uh, humans in them mm-hmm. and they've them. survived they've the survived however one of uh the drones which is our friend number one one six six yeah who's a real fucking prick yeah he keeps popping up <laughs> and messing people's shit up uh <laughs> he comes and he scans so they're these drones are meant to not harm humans mm. just these um scavs but it scans the thing and sees it's a human and blasts the shit out of it yep which Jack's like, whoa, why? Mm. So he manages to save one. And when he looks inside this pod, he's like, holy shit, it's a girl from my dreams. Uh-oh. Literally. How could this be? <laughs> so he manages to rescue her. He takes this pod back to the home and uh, Viker is a little bit jelly. Yeah, she doesn't want to open the door because he's brought this other girl home. He's brought this harlot home. He's going <laughs> to steal her man. This unconscious in a capsule harlot. <laughs> yeah, so that's kind of throws into disarray for them. And what happens next? They wake her up. Yeah, she has a little spew. Yeah, because she's had some breathing gel or whatever. I don't know. Um, and she says his name. So she recognises him. Yeah. And she's so. like, Jack. And then she falls back unconscious so again. So he's like, oh, cool. So maybe there's more to my dreams than just mm. 
dreaming of sexy brunette ladies yeah. um, on a big building. It's not just in his head. She's sort of acknowledged that there's a prior relationship. Yep. And Vic, Vicky, oh God, what is her name again? Vi- I, I keep calling it Vika. I don't know if it's Vika or Vika. Yeah, but she sort of doesn't seem to recognize this woman at all. No. And there's no sort of recognition from the woman towards her either. Like it just seems like Jack is the, yes. the thing. And then when she wakes up later, they sort of have dinner together. Oh, yeah. So um, did she go back to sleep? I don't know. Anyway, they remember. have. I can't remember now. Something happens. Um, they, <laughs> they they have dinner together and Julia is very insistent on getting back the... Oh, the what, flight recorder, like the flight black recorder, box. The black box, yeah. yeah. Which I guess if you manned a spaceship and you crashed, landed, that would probably be a very important thing to get. Vika's mm-hmm. uh, kind of uh, reluctant because it's night time. Oh, that's right. They break to her that she was in an accident and all the other crew were killed yes. and there's been a war and we won the war, but the earth's fucked. Like that, She gets to find all that stuff out. And she laughs. Yeah, she sort of laughed like a crazy person. It's like, this is, well, I mean, it sounds kind of insane, I guess. Like, yeah. you've been asleep, then you're like, oh, everything's ruined. Everything. Remember, everything, <laughs> remember everything from before you went to sleep? Well, it's fucked now. Yeah. So I guess maybe laughing is a genuine sort of reaction. Uh, so she convinces him that they need to go get this flight recorder and they sneak out and it's nighttime, so they're a bit wary of scavs coming to get them. And they go and get the flight recorder. But what happens? With, oh, without telling Vika that they were going oh, yeah, as well. They yeah, yeah. snuck out while she was asleep. Uh, so the scavs um, capture them. And instead of killing them as they kind of assumed they would, they mm. capture them yeah. and take them to their headquarters. And guess what, everyone? They are not aliens. <gasps> human beings. No way. Wow. <laughs> who, who would have thought? <laughs> so they are human beings who survived the war and they start revealing they don't really reveal a lot of the truth no um but because jack's like y'all are crazy yeah get me out of here he's also you won't get any information out of me i've had my brain wiped and yeah like, exactly yeah we know dude <laughs> so then they like, basically tell him hey we really need you to help us out blow up the tet otherwise we're all doomed and I don't know. Without context, I'd be like, oh, I'm not going to blow up the space station full of humans yeah. like just because you say I need to. So I kind of get it. So they actually let him go so that he can go find out for himself mm. what the truth is. Yeah, he sort of says something about you should go into the radiation zone. Yeah. Like I've been in the radiation zone and sort of it's, it's lets him ride off on a motorcycle with his new capsule girlfriend. Yeah. So they leave together thinking that those guys are kind of crazy, but they head towards the Empire State Building and suddenly Jack starts remembering more things and Julie reveal, reveals that he actually proposed to her in the spot that they're standing and lo and behold, they're married. Yeah. Which Heather called like seconds before. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was good. I was finding the dialogue very um, kind of cheesy and predictable. It was it was a very much a stock standard kind yeah. of post-apocalyptic sci-fi kind of. Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. And, but there was parts where the reveal, like, I was like, I'm your wife. And then she immediately went, I'm your wife. Like, exactly <laughs> the same wording. Yes, I imagine that's maybe why the graphic novel didn't come out. Because everyone's like, that was real predictable. <laughs> <laughs> so now he's like, oh, my God, I remember. Yes, we are married. And everything that I thought I knew is absolutely not true. Mm-hmm. So they continue to go exploring. Um, they ref- uh, they re- oh no they go back to the tower. Yeah, while they were at the Empire State Building, he like as soon as he gets there, he's like, oh, I need to contact Vika, and so he like sends her a little coded message 
so she sends down a ship to go for him pick him up. Yes. So while they're discovering that she's his wife and there's the flashback, um, Vic has sent this ship down to pick him up and the ship arrives as they're kind of like yeah, holding like embracing. Hands. Yeah. So she gets to witness from the camera on the front of the spaceship that something's going on between these there's two. Some love eyes happening over there. Yes, and she gets very jealous. Which I guess she would. Like it's all he is all she had. Yeah. For I don't know how long were we on on there. Who knows? Um, but so uh, yeah, so I mean, I'd be really mad jelly too mm. if my handsome partner was suddenly making so, out with some new space pod girl. Yeah, so th- he bought the space pod harlot home, and then <laughs> he runs away back down to Earth, and then she gets to see him cuddling the space like pod the most harlot. Rep- romantic place on Earth. Oh my <laughs> God. So I, like, <laughs> I really like space pod harlot. <laughs> So uh, Vika refuses to let them. So when she like she sends a ship back and yeah. they come back and when they land, she like stands at the glass door and is like, "No, I'm not letting you in." Instead of letting them in, she contacts Sally on Tet to yeah. say, "We are no longer an effective team," which is code for, uh, "You need to shoot the shit out of us now." <laughs> so there's it like a, there's a dormant drone in the house and it becomes activated and it comes up and shoots. And turn vaporizes. Yeah, vaporizes like, Vika. Like real bad. Um, Jack um, escapes just in time because his now wife uh, mm. blasts the shit out of it, and they get out of there. Yeah. Uh, so they continue. They, I guess, they're trying to work out what to do, mm. and they've realized, like Jack's realized, everything he knew was basically a lie. He doesn't really know the truth yet, but he's realized everything was not as it seemed. Yeah. So as they're flying along, um, Sally has sent out drones to get them. Sally also, when she activates that drone to shoot Vika, mm. um, they have a little bit of a moment with Jack because, oh God, what's her name? Julie shoots that drone yes. and deactivates it. But they're still on the capsule in the sky. They're yeah. still in the space apartment. And Sally sort of is like, hey, Jack, oh, the drone malfunctioned. Whoops. Um, you should come up to Tet and bring That's the survivor right. with you. We'd love to see the survivor. And they, like, just stare at her and then run away. <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, no. Yeah, and goodbye. Yeah. So they zoom off trying to work out what to do and old mate 166 drone comes and... 166! <laughs> they have like a, a really good like pod racer style fight, which was pretty grouse. Yeah, that was cool. Um, they zoom around and they get knocked out of the sky and they accidentally fall into the radiation zone, even though they... You think by now they'd be like, oh, their radiation zone mustn't be what we think it is, but they still panic that they're yeah. going to die. They blast down down into the sand and they're like, oh... Oh, we're we're okay. So maybe this is more things unfolding that are lies. Yeah, but he sees some smoke yeah, over see, the sand dune. Yes, sees some smoke over the sand dune, and they go and investigate. And there appears to be some other tech, I guess, mm. over in the distance, trying and to fix one six six. One six six. And I don't know if you've ever seen a sci-fi movie, perhaps you know where this is going. It is another Jack. <gasps> what? Which. For the record, is a good sexy time because they have a fight and it's two Tom Cruises fighting each other and mwah, it's all it's, grappling too, yeah, <laughs> rolling around on the ground, grappling each other in their sexy white leather suits. <laughs> yeah, anyway, it's a really it's a really good time. So he knocks out yeah. the other. T- so so Jack is Tech four four nine and this was Tech five two, which he's kind of like, oh shit, there's probably like 
more. 50 others. Yeah. How, how exciting. And, but in the meantime, uh, poor old Julia has been shot in the stomach. Yeah. So he realises that all the equipment the other tech had, he can use. He, like, jumps in the spaceship and he's like, uh, it's me, Jack, Tech 5-2, and it just activates. So it recognises his voice and he flies up to... He flies up to Tech 5-2's house. Yeah, which is, like, exactly the same. Exactly the same. Except it just, it's they... yellow instead of blue. I didn't even notice that. Yeah, like, his... His spacesuit has his number on it and the number is in blue. Yeah. And the sort of the little tiny bits of colour, because there's not much colour, mm. in his apartment is more blue toned, I think. Oh. And then the other tech, his number on his suit is yellow. And then when he goes up to his sky capture, sky apartment, the colouring in there is yellow too. Oh, I didn't notice that. That's a, that's a nice little subtle. I'm a visual person. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, you are. Uh, so he goes up and he's like, I'm going to go get the med kit. Mm-hmm. And he encounters the other Fika. Yeah. And so it's, it's not just him. It's yeah, also so her. It's, yeah. He's kind of like, cool. There's not just me cloned. It's obviously her as well. What the fuck's going on? And he has a conversation with her that he had a conversation with the first one earlier Yeah, because we, we kind of were discussing like, is he, is Tech Jack 49 the only one who kind of questions things? Um, yeah. But it's kind of implied that he has questioned more than anyone, but also Tech 52 has uh, has asked her to come down to the surface with him and yeah. see, to see something. And she's like, please, I don't want this conversation again. Yeah. So, so there are parallels. It's not like he's the one rebel. Like yeah. they've all got a rebel streak yeah. or whatever. Well, but maybe of them, most of them probably do. Yeah. He just perhaps had the opportunity to take it a little bit further because of where he was stationed or yeah. the circumstances. Well, of yeah, because we figure they've, they've all got their special zones. That's why then yeah. the next zone is, is a radiation zone. So, you know, he seemed to have Manhattan because he goes into the um, New York State Library yeah. and, you know, Empire State Building. So obviously if you're being able to find all the cool shit that's in fucking Manhattan, mm. then you're going to have your interest a little yeah. bit more, I guess. That's what. Uh, yeah, if you if you're the other guy's zone, qu- just you're looking after Queens desert. that looks like a fucking desert, like <laughs> you, you know, nothing's going to stimulate you into questioning things. I guess. Yeah, That's, that was my take. But there'd been something. There'd been something that had made him mm. like, hey, you should come. Or did he have his own me. little oasis somewhere? True. Like maybe he had a little sand oasis. Maybe <laughs> instead of having a whole cabin of contraband, he just had like a li- a little a little shack, a little box with. <laughs> With some shells in it and a and a like an old Nike an old box. birthday card, <laughs> <laughs> and like some dominoes or something, and some Coles minis. <laughs> <laughs> so good, he opens his box. And Coles minis. <laughs> oh, <sweet. laughs> oh my goodness! <laughs> and he's like, you don't understand how beautiful it is. <laughs> it's like a tiny. <laughs> Jar of beans. <laughs> Look at this tiny jar of beans. How did they eat this? <laughs> These tiny eclipse bins. <laughs> I can't even get it open. Anyway, we're getting too carried away with this. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Adds water and it expands. <laughs> so he goes back to his wife and has a med kit this time and fixes her up and takes her to his little oasis. Mm-hmm. And I guess that's where they have a little shag there. It's very, yeah. very lightly implied. It's very, like, I missed it. But they, I mean, there was obviously some 
oh, I've been hurt and you saved me. Um, also, like, thank I you. can't wait for that technology where I'm like, I've been shot in the guts and it's like, zap, zap, zap. It's yeah. sort of now. I'm like, sweet. It was painful. She did scream. Oh, she did scream. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But it still obviously stopped her from dying. Yes. Yeah, and then they shagged. So yeah. must have done a must really good job. real good. <laughs> <laughs> I was literally bleeding to death, but now I am horny. <laughs> Nothing gives you the horn more than your near death experience, man. <laughs> Plug me up. <laughs> oh, no. You are free to cut that. <laughs> Never. <laughs> so he plugged her up. So he plugged her up in two ways. <laughs> uh, so they um, go back to the scavenger base? Yeah. Yeah, so that's when they everything, he's like. We've oh. had a bit of recoup time. Yeah. Yep. And they go back and all mate leader, who is Morgan Freeman, he's like, I wasn't sure if you're coming back. And also Jamie Lannister is there and he's like, I had to go prove Jamie Lannister wrong. Oh, yes. His number one man is Jamie Lannister. And which Let me tell you, I, my eyes are having a great time in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of handsome, handsome boys. Uh, so they go back and they actually explain what's actually happened. So it was basically... More exposition-like. Just, it was... Aliens and aliens um, captured two astronauts, which happened to be Jack. Yeah, we, we'd also had, I'm not sure when this reveal was, but Julie sort of explained that she had been uh, on the same mission as him. Yeah, so there was like a space mission and they encountered aliens. He blasted off. But the, the, the alien was the tech, the alien yes. technology. Like they were like heading off to Titan to check it out. Was it Titan? Yeah, they, yeah, I think they were going to Titan. So they were just on their way to Titan to do some kind of research mission. And then that Tet thing showed up and they were like, oh, change of mission. Go check out this alien thing. And then in the process got separated. So he actually let go of the rest of the crew who were in yeah. the sleeping pods. And he and Vika, Vika, fuck, I wish we'd remembered what her name was. Yeah. <laughs> Victoria. I think it was Victoria. Actually, they, they were to- referred to Victoria. So it must be. Bit. But he also calls it. Yeah, okay, fuck, whatever. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so so, so they they co they're like the two captains, I guess, yeah. and the rest of the crew. They actually um, let go because they, it will automatically go back into go back to Earth. Mm. So it's just the two captains. I think it's when they realize they're in a bit of trouble, yeah, they go in there. So so he's aware of the fact that the Tet is actually like a hostile, yeah, alien. And um, Morgan Freeman goes into how they plan to attack it and how they're going to use. The fact that Jack is, by the drones, considered a safe human, not a yes. human to kill, that he can then control the, the drone, which they can't do. Because mm-hmm. as soon as it sees them, the drone shoots them. But yes. they'll use that drone to take up some, as a weapon. Some bloody big bombs mm-hmm. to fuck that shit up, up in the yeah. head. Which is just a jolly good time. Very good plan, I thought. Uh, except as they are getting ready to sort of initiate this plan, some drones are like, Hey, we found you and just shoot the shit out of their headquarters. Of course. Which is really sad because it's like, what, 50, 60 years of planning? Yeah. I guess. And it's all like, pew, 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 and, and not much left, which is very sad. Um, the leader of the human resistance, mm. in Morgan Freeman's character, is very badly wounded. Yes. And he's like, God damn it. The, <laughs> the goddamn our stolen bloody nuclear weapon or whatever it was. Yeah. Oh, potty boy. Can't go up there and, and we're 
we're boned. But obviously Tom Cruise wouldn't be in a movie where he's not going to be the goddamn hero. Mm -hmm. And there's a big plan hatched to go up there and they kind of elaborate you know, trick us into thinking he's going to go up with Julia. Yeah, because earlier on Sal- Sally had been like, hey, bring bring the survivor back. They're like, oh, we can, yeah, so we can like, pretend yeah. that that's what's happening, that I'm just re- returning as requested with the survivor. But he does a big switcheroo. Yeah. And actually her pod ends up back at the oasis, his little oasis. Yeah. And he takes up Morgan Freeman and Sally's like, oh, I'm real mad at you. <laughs> like her, her southern accent. I'm surprised she kept the southern accent up a little bit. Like it sort of was, it was quite robotic and it yeah, got so coming, more robotic yeah. towards the end. Like it sort of dropped the sort of well, maybe human I guess they don't over speak, voice. They don't speak English. So yeah. I guess their only context is her voice. Like Because they were used, because we got to see um, eventually um, Jack listened to the black box recorder. So mm. he sort of found out what happened on the original mission. And the original Sally was uh, the... Actually the person down and like... On Earth, like on from Earth, NASA. Houston, yeah. So she was like the NASA lady that was communicating with them. So they've taken her voice from the radio waves or when when the attack first happened mm. to use back against him yes. or to manipulate him or whatever. Exactly. But yeah, as the movie goes on... The Sally voice becomes more and more, yeah, like like two voices, yeah. and the robotic side gets stronger and stronger, yeah, yeah, which is a pretty cool effect. It's yeah. creepy. It's nice and creepy. Yeah. Uh, so when they're actually going up there with their plan to blow the shit out of Tet, mm-hmm. we get to see how many clones of Jack and Viker there are, and there are heaps and heaps. So many. And for some reason, it looks like they're sitting on the toilet. <laughs> they're floating in their little <laughs> windows. Yes, you pointed out they're in the fetal position. But I was like, why is he pooping? <laughs> but like millions of naked Tom Cruises. Yes. It's wonderful. And like, you, like they show him heaps. Yeah. And they just show her like her a little bit. And yeah. like, we well, you know what we're here to see. It's naked <laughs> barrelfuls of naked Tom Cruise. <laughs> yeah. And so they he sacrifices himself and they go kablam and mm-hmm. blow the hell out of Tet. And meanwhile, Julia's on the ground going, oh, fuck, I just finally oh, no. reconnected my fucking husband and now he's blown himself up. What a cool dude. I mean, she had offered herself up on a suicide mission yeah. to do it. And then finding out, oh, not only am I not dead, but but also my partner is. Jack was also like, there's like a bunch of us, hey. Yeah. Like, you just got to get one of he's those. He's like, I'm not really the yeah, guy. I'm not, yeah, he's, he it turns that, out. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, that's kind of a story. And, they, and then at the end, it's three years in the future. And that bone session they had, that plug up session they had. That one time lucky. <laughs> lucky you got ovulating girl. Uh, they <laughs> produce a tiny child that looks just like Suri Cruz. And yeah, and they she, all the this gav, other humans rediscover her. And then Jack, number 52. Yeah, so he survived. Yeah, so he, 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 he not only survived. Oh, yeah, because when they went back, when he went back to um, pick her up after she'd been shot. Yeah. Jack 52 had actually. Was oh, yeah. right. I didn't. Yeah. Right. And because he had seen that there was – so he had been woken up to the fact that yes. he was a clone and he'd also seen Julia and he had the same memory so he was triggered into being like, yes. oh, my wife is real. So he went on the same journey emotionally. Yeah, but he had to, I guess he took him three years to until he found her, which is yeah. a lot. And he's like, I guess that's my daughter, this woman <laughs> I've actually really only met once before. Um, which she seemed totally cool with. Yeah. It was, a, it was a quite a sweet ending, I thought. Mm. I, I don't know, maybe most people probably think that's a bit – 
too it, sickening. But I'm like, cheesy. Tom Cruise's got sad eyes. It's so <laughs> nice. <laughs> See, that doesn't work on me. It worked on me. Oh, my God. Okay, so now that we've gone through the whole plot, okay. uh, we can talk about Tom Cruise-isms. Um, yep. Not as much running in this movie as I would have expected from an no. action No. Like, there's... Early on, there's him running in literally a hamster wheel. Yes. And he does a, a little bit of running. Oh, what about that scene? Uh, he Actually, his thing he did in this is more flying through the air. Yeah. And, like, some of that was because he was in space. But yeah. some of it was, like, leaping away from explosions Oh, so when things. there's a part where he's trying to find a downed drone. And it's in this, like, what he thinks is a sinkhole. But what it actually is, is it's a, well, it is a sinkhole, but down into the New York State Library. Yeah, it's and like he buried. Repels down there and scavs are down there and um, all hell breaks loose. And like he does this huge big flying leap over a big crevice, yep. which is really cool. But then as he's. And like, hangs from the cliff edge. So he's, yeah, he's, oh yeah, he's hanging out. Yeah, it's so cool. <laughs> and then he tries to repel, like get back up, and the rope you see is on a rock and it slices through, and there's like an awesome slow motion of him like falling backwards. That and, was very Tom Cruise y. Oh, he's so hot in that moment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I spent a lot of time disgusting how that went. I'm like, fuck. Look at him. He's just putting his arms up and I can see his armpits. Wow. So I've, I've come into this as someone who finds Tom Cruise really irritating. <laughs> the perfect guest <laughs> on your Tom Cruise podcast is someone who is like, oh, shut up, Tom Cruise. But, but also you're... you're a film fan. That's why I asked True. you. So True. like, yeah. And, and it's not like I... Enough to... Yeah. I'm not automatically will hate everything just because he's in it. Yes. I just will be... Just made... a bit more critical. Yeah, yeah. I will be like, Ugh. It's a nice balance is that you're like, mm, and I'm like... Wow, you can do no wrong. Put your arm up so I can see your armpit, you sexy man. Whoa, there's hundreds of naked Tom Cruises. Oh, he's fighting himself. How sexy. So yeah, it's a nice balance between. And I'm just like, <laughs> shut up with your face, Tom Cruise. Put your stupid face away. I think it's beautiful. I think, Stop uh, being so think, face all the time. Uh, we I can think, see like every pore of his skin. There was a lot of shots that were like quite close to his face during yeah. this as well. Yeah, I mean, I'm not complaining. I, I mean, it I didn't do anything. For I don't mind. I, I look at his eyes, beautiful eyes, since <laughs> not, not so much his pores. <laughs> I haven't been brainwashed and hypnotized by his. Uh, I don't recommend eyes. it. Like, I, I now can't watch a Tom Cruise movie being like the whole way through. So, oh, like, no. it's actually I have to, to wait watch movies like, a few times because I'm like, oh, I spent too much time just watching him like. Yeah. Fucking love struck schoolgirl. So I see that's one of the things about him that irritates me is that I feel like in every movie he's always Tom Cruise. He's always being Tom Cruise in a movie. And yeah, I less he's like good at adapting to his Like I feel like the characters are still like he's Tom Cruise in this situation. He's not so much the character in this world. No, oh, no. That's even when I didn't care for Tom Cruise, I always thought like he he always like committed fully to his role. But then maybe you haven't seen the movies where he's been like a bit of a douchebag. Maybe not, because that's right. I haven't seen all. So his like when he's when he's being like the real good guy. Yeah. He's, I guess he is. He's Tom Cruise's. He's always self. a hero. He's always yeah. dashing. Have you seen War of the Worlds? No. Okay. My favorite ones of his that I have seen that I've liked was uh, the Minority Report. I like him in Interview with a Vampire. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> which, I mean, one of the reasons I like him in that is because I feel like he's not Tom Cruise in that. He's not I feel Tom like Cruise he at all. is the character yeah. much more than he is Tom Cruise. Yes. And I quite like Collateral as well. Oh, my God. I love that movie so much. <laughs> so when he's, yeah, when he's playing more of a bad guy, yeah. like he, he does a really good job of like suddenly like 
all the appeal that Tom Cruise has. Yeah, has when he's not away. trying to be dashing yeah. and and a hero and wonderful and saving the planet all the time and saving everyone and doing in, inhuman feats. Like when he's not trying to be Tom Cruise, <laughs> like the idealised Tom Cruise, that's when I find him interesting. Yeah, that's fair enough. Mm. I actually do get that now that you've said that, but I also can't see past that. <laughs> so. Useless. I'm sorry. Okay. Well, now that we've, I guess, dissected the movie, um, other Tom Cruiseisms, I guess. Like he runs, he jumps. He what runs, else does he, jumps, he do? He probably did a bunch of his own stunts. He rode a motorcycle, which is something Tom Cruise loves to do because he's. Was... He flies things like he, so he can fly a lot of things. So true. He looks very good at flying a spaceship and a helicopter type <laughs> thing because he can fucking fly both of those things. Well, not spaceship, not yet. He hasn't learned how to fly a spaceship yet. Give it time. Give it time. He's. Aeroplanes, helicopters, jet, fighter jets. I'm sure the Church of Scientology are building him special special Tom Cruise-only space vehicles as we speak. That'd be so sweet. <laughs> Can't wait to ride me one of those. Infiltrate. <laughs> the spaceship? Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, ride it? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let's rate this movie. <laughs> I, I really like it. I'm going to give it a sound... Four uh, cursed one six six drony guys <laughs> out of a possible five. How about you? I think I'll give it. I enjoyed it, but I also found it quite cheesy and predictable in a lot of ways. The romance stuff I found really kind of dragged. I think that, whereas, took it, that it takes it down a bit. For me. Yeah, the world building the the hat was really great. The um, design of everything was really great. Like there was there was stuff I liked. So I'm gonna say hmm, three and a half. Oh, what am I gonna use as my leg? rating system three and a half space pod harlots out of five <laughs> wonderful uh, that's really good i'm really into this reviewing system uh yeah so if you're into sci-fi and you don't mind tom cruise being very tom cruisey then we i personally highly recommend this film and i feel like you yeah recommend it it's fun quite yeah. it's fun it's fun and um it's much better than the we're talking about After Earth, which is like the Will Smith. Yeah, the Jaden Smith, Will Smith one. Which was released at a very similar time, I'm pretty sure, mm. which I love Will Smith a lot and it was just not very good. So yeah. He's also someone that tends to always be Will Smith in his role. Yeah, actually, yeah. Yeah. Was but, I haven't actually seen After Earth. Was that similar? I can't remember. Uh, it was a little bit of a forgettable film. Like I definitely I saw both at the movies and I was like, Yep, Oblivion was definitely my pick of yeah. the two, so yeah, no, I, I thought Oblivion was fun. I just am not the biggest Tom Cruise person. <laughs> I'll convert you. Well, you're working on it. I <laughs> like that more than I expected to. Excellent. Yeah. I'll just make you watch Lestat and Indy the Vampire Moon times. Oh, like... look. <laughs> I mean, that wins me over completely. God, he's so good at that. Anyway, <laughs> that's enough of that. Um, Heather, if people want to look you up on the internet, where can they find you? Um, sure. I uh, make art and things under the name Hacklock. So if you go on Instagram, Hacklock, H-A-C-K-L-O-C-K. I also have a little um, show on a digital radio station called Z Digital called Art Cut. Um, you can stream that online too. Wonderful. Thank you so much for coming out and uh, watching this movie and eating too much popcorn with me. Yay. That was the best bit. Yeah. <laughs> and thank you for and, you know, sending my dogs into a tizzy because apparently you're their new best friend. I, I'm so popular. <laughs> They're currently locked out in the garage because they wouldn't leave us alone. <laughs> Poor things. Um, so, yeah, thank you so much for coming and thank you, everyone, for listening. Yay! Yay!